The crowd parted, and Ursula Kastner stepped out to face Fabel. She wore the same smart grey Chanel jacket as the last time, the only time Fabel had seen her. Fabel stared at a tiny spot of blood that stained the jacket. The spot grew larger, a deeper red. Her bloodless grey lips moved and formed the words, Why have you not caught him? For a moment, Fabel was puzzled, in that vague, detached way one is in dreams, as to why he could not hear her voice. Was it because he had never heard it in life? Then he realised, of course, it was because her lungs had been torn out and therefore there was no breath to carry her words. A noise woke him up. There was a rumble of thunder beyond the picture windows and the soft crackle of rain on the panes, then the urgent trilling of the phone. Rubbing the sleep from his eyes, he picked up the receiver. Hello? Hello, Jan. It's Werner. You'd better get down here, Chef. There's been another one. The storm continued to rage. Electrical flashes danced across the Hamburg skyline, throwing out the black silhouettes of the Fernsehturm television tower and the spire of St. Michaelis like flat stage scenery. The windscreen wipers on Fabel's BMW switched to their fastest setting, fought to clear the windscreen of the barrage of thick, viscous globs that exploded against the glass and turned street lamps and the headlights of oncoming cars into fractured stars. Fabel had picked up Werner Meyer at the Polizei Presidium, and now Werner's considerable bulk was squeezed into the front passenger seat, filling the car with the smell of the rain-soaked fabric of his coat. This definitely looked like our guy, asked Fabel. From what the guy from the David Vaca Kripo said, yep, looks like our guy. Shit, Fabel used the English word. So he's definitely a serial. Did you call forensics? Yep. Werner shrugged his vast shoulders. I'm afraid he's that asshole Miller. He'll already be there. Marie is at the scene as well, and Paul and Anna are waiting for us at David Vaca. What about an email? Anything through yet? Not yet. Fabel took the Ostweststrasse into St. Pauli and turned into the Reeperbahn, Hamburg's Sündiger Meile, sinful mile, which still glittered joylessly in the 5 a.m. rain. The downpour dulled to a heavy drizzle as Fabel swung the car into the Grosser Freiheit. Traditional indecency and imported middle-brow banality were waging war, and this was the front line. Pawn shops and strip clubs were fighting a rearguard action against the invasion of trendy wine bars and musicals imported from Broadway or London's West End. Bright promises of live sex, peep show and hardcore movies competed with even brighter signs for Cats, The Lion King and Mamma Mia. Somehow Fabel found the indecency less offensive. Did you get the message that a Professor Dawn has been trying to get in touch? asked Werner. He said he needed to talk to you about the Kastner case. Matthias Dorn? Fabel kept his gaze on the road, as if the act of concentration would keep at bay the ghosts that stirred somewhere deep and dark in his memory. Don't know. He just said he was Professor Dorn and you knew him at the Universität Hamburg. He's very keen to talk to you. What the hell has Matthias Dorn got to do with the Kastner case? Fabel's question was to himself. He turned into Davidstrasse. They passed the narrow opening of Herbertstrasse, concealed by a baffle of screens. Fabel had worked this district years ago and knew that beyond the screens, prostitutes sat bleakly illuminated in their windows, 
while the shadowy forms of browsing customers floated insubstantially in the lamp-lit drizzle. Love in the 21st century. Farber drove on, passing through the pulse of dance music that bled into the night from the Weisser Maus in Taubenstrasse, and he pulled up outside the red brick ship's prowl front of the David Wacher police station. A couple sheltered in the doorway. The man was tall and lanky, with sandy hair. The girl was petite and pretty, with spiky black hair and fire-truck red lips. She wore an oversized black leather jacket. Seeing them in this context, Fabel couldn't help thinking just how young they both looked. Hi, chef. Criminal Commissarine Anna Wolf dropped into the rear seat and slid over, allowing her partner, Paul Lindemann, to climb in and slam the door after him. I got directions from the David Wacker Kripo. I'll tell you where to go. They drove out of Davidstrasse. St. Pauli's sham glamour now degraded into sheer seediness. The garish neon promises of libidinousness.